Hi, this is Frank, the co-host of the show. Just a quick advertisement and we'll get started. The show is brought to you by Viral Marketing, which is my firm, and Chris Waters, who offers a way to scale his real estate team systems fast and profitably in your market. I mean, he's done over a thousand transactions a year in Austin. It's a business in a box, if you will. Anyway, I encourage you to go to getviral.com and download a free copy of our official video marketing plan that we recommend uh, you implement to stay in better touch with your database uh, using video and social media and email so more people call you to list their home. I also want you to go to themilliondollarrealestateteam.com and get yourself a free copy of Chris's book he wrote on how he earned after expenses, this is net profit, $1 million in only three years since starting his team. So that's it. No more commercial. And let's get to the show. One, two, three, go. Bro, I right, do it. The Listing Lead Show. So what's up, everybody? It's Frank Klusitz, your co-host here of The Listing Lead Show with my co-host, Chris Waters. Say hi, Chris. What's up, guys? Chris, again, I hope you guys enjoy. If you've been listening to the show, it's always been a struggle to get Chris's audio working. So today he's coming through not his main microphone, but on his uh, AirPods. So... Hope it's good today. Before we get started, um, I want to let you know. For, for the record, for everybody listening to this, I have used my microphone every single episode up until this point. You have. And we're going to work on your mic technique next time, Chris. So you're doing well. Today, you're going to hear about chemo, chemo quants in uh, San Diego, California, where I'm originally from and just moved to Tennessee. But uh, San Diego, I'll tell you, and again, I've used this joke a couple of times, but I think there's more real estate licenses than driver's licenses in Southern California is the joke. And it's a very competitive market. It's a very, very, very competitive market to get listings in, let alone with a lot of entry of the, uh, the iBuyers and whatnot in the market, <clears throat> just like Phoenix, but even a higher price point. So probably even more competitive. And um, Kim is going to come on the show today and share with us what he's doing to get listings, the listing lead show. What are you doing to get listings in San Diego? So Kimo, welcome. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate, uh, appreciate you having me. Give everyone a quick uh, one to two minute rundown of your team, your production, how it's structured. Just give us the lay of the land of kind of where you sit right now, business wise. Sure. Um, so right now, uh, well, I've been in real estate about eight years, only started building a team maybe about two years ago. Um, we're sitting at about 22 people on the team, um, four of them admin, uh, the rest of the agents. Um, I'm pretty much out of production as of just a few months ago. Um, and yeah, this year we're, we plan on doing a hundred million in volume and that's for about 163 transactions. So, well, first um, off, yeah. uh, on behalf of Chris and I, uh, congratulations of getting out of working out of production. Thank you. Thank How you. many years have you been working on that goal? <laughs> um, well, seriously, I, how, how long has it been since you said, I want to stop going on listing appointments and working with sellers? Actually, now you no longer do it. How long has that been? Dude, actually, it wasn't as long as you may think. It was actually pretty quick. I was at a, I was at a sync event, um, and so this summer, it was a big thing. I, 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 my wife's from the Dominican, and so we wanted to go to the Dominican Republic for a month. So I was basically forced to figure out how to have my business run and people's go on listings because I was going on all the listing appointments uh, with the agents uh, up until basically June. And you kind of burned the boats and just left. Yeah, I, I was forced to figure it out, hope for the best. And um, so it forced me to do that. And, and I was at a sync event, mastermind, and um, I was talking to uh, uh, Chris Nevada in front of everybody. He's like, just stop going on the appointments and, uh, you know, have your agents do it. And it was kind of an aha. And then it was just. And then you a had a heart attack and a panic attack. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. To be honest. And, and then. It, it happened and I went out of town, you know, went to the Dominican for a month and my team actually did better with, with me gone and them going on the appointments. And I, and that was definitely an aha just to kind of continue it from there. And, uh, it's, it's worked out great. Is that what you recommend? I'm just curious before I go into the listing leads, but <laughs> I recommend you is go that what Dominican you'd recommend for somebody for to just leave. <laughs> Seriously. I mean, do you, I mean, that's just so you know, um, for the audience, when I was building viral marketing and in 2012, I did exactly the same thing. Yeah. I was at San Diego for an event and I canceled my return flight and said, if I'm going to build this company, I got to do it from here because I'm screwing it up in the office. And that's what I did. Yeah. And it's kind of like what you did. You just left. 
Yeah. Would you recommend others the same? <laughs> well, I, I think it, especially now it's a lot easier, obviously, with COVID. I mean, that's a positive thing, I think, out of it um, is that we've moved the ball forward technology wise, you know, to be able to run businesses um, from distances um, that rhymed. And uh, Ooh, that uh, rhymes. <laughs> Did you heard that yeah, before? You just make that I up? just made that up. That's got to be another podcast or something. Um, <laughs> write that down. <laughs> and I do. I am. And so uh, I think it made it a lot easier to be able to just hop on Zoom if need be, you know, but I had a little planning, you know, because obviously I was heading out of town. So I really, you know, worked with the agents, some of the top agents to really dial in their listing presentation and, and you know, just had a, two agents on the team who were the listing um, people on the team. So that way they took the place of what I was doing. Um, you know, so I just dialed it in for them and they did a great job and, and there still are in closing, uh, listings. Cool. Yeah. Well, that's great. Well, good for you, man. Well, congratulations. That's a goal for a lot of people. So now you can work, you know, on the business sort of end it type of thing. Yeah. So you have 22 agents, uh, only four admin. That's great. They must be very productive doing 163 houses, a hundred million. And let's start with the very first question. Oh. What are your top three listing lead sources? So sit back and think. Because I didn't ask you this before the interview. Top three in order. Number one, number two, and number three. How do you get your listings? Um, what are they? Just give me the top three and then we'll spend the rest of the podcast going deeply in each of those three. As of today, um, you know, so not how I, how I got listings in the past. As of today and this year, um, our top mm -hmm, is... Currently. Yeah. Our top is uh, um, PPC leads um, okay. is number one. Number two, um, I would have to say referral slash sphere slash past client. Okay. Um, and number three, I don't think there's a strong number three. I think it's uh, there's some emerging ones, um, and then it's kind of a mixture of some of the you know different uh, uh, referral sites. I should say. I don't know if I referrals I'm talking about is actually a past client or friend or someone giving you a referral. Whereas the third one is more like the referral kind of websites out there. Um, the so more of like more like portals and home lights and yeah, and yeah, those kind of things. Lead providers, yeah, lead providers, lead, lead providers that charge a referral fee. Let's put let's yeah. put down number three is lead providers with the referral fee. Yeah, and I just got to tell you for number three, I'm seeing a lot of the industry going that way, and teams read and Chris, we can talk about that of some teams just giving up and going all in on that, whether. Um, that's good or bad. Maybe we have that conversation. So, Chris, yeah, how exciting. Sure. How exciting. Pay-per-click for sellers. I can't wait <laughs> we to have, hear more. <laughs> I saw Chris get excited. Oh, he did. Yes, he did. Because we haven't had a guest that said their number one listing lead source is pay-per-click, Emo. Why is that? I don't understand. Because no one's doing it. You hear the... the because no one else has said it. They're just buyer leads. We haven't leads. a single person They're buyer say, leads who actually have houses to sell, too. That's all it is. It's not groundbreaking. And I mean, there's just actual people who already own houses, but then start off just being a buyer looking at houses for sale. And that's the aha right there, is that I don't think anyone's thought of their buyer lead sources as their number one seller lead sources. So let's talk about this. That's Sound fascinating. Good? So chemo are, so a lot of people- Wait, 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 why do you say it like that, it? Chris? <laughs> well, so I mean, just generally speaking, like most people I know in the industry doing PPC, no matter what market they're in, like when you think about are your buyer leads, like a best case scenario is 20% of your leads are buy sell opportunities. And um, so I'm just curious, are there, are there more than 20% of your gross leads coming in as buy sell opportunities in San Diego? So like, is that a San Diego unique for thing? For PPC, I don't do any seller leads so i only okay. do buyer leads um and well, let, let me let me clarify for the audience really quick sure let's just step back so what chemo's saying is he's only he's running ads on google so when you go to google and you type in a phrase at the very top of google there are ads that's called pay-per-click or it's now called google ads it's also known as google adwords but they rebranded as google ads everyone okay so someone types in for example um I want to buy a home in Santee, or I want a home in a specific neighborhood. Usually the riches are in the niches in these keywords, and we're going to get into this. But someone's looking to buy a home on pay-per-click, and pay-per-click's good because it's more search intent. They're actually looking for a home, right? They go to your website. They register chemo to look for property, and that's a lead. Your team follows up. But 
they may also have a home to sell before they buy. And that's what we're getting at today. So sorry to step in there, but I just want to give some context. Keep going, Kimo. Uh, I mean, that's, that's really it. And I think another piece of it though, too, is, so my business has always run, uh, you know, I don't know about everybody else's business, but my business has always run anywhere between 60 and 68% listings. So it's just something I focus on, you know, and and I don't know if that means I'm losing business on the other end and losing buyers. I didn't know this about you. That's crazy. Yeah. You have your number one lead source is a buyer lead source, mm-hmm. but 68% of your business is listings. My whole career, that's every year is between 60 I just and don't 68%. think anyone's thinking. I think that's a psychological thing because I'm sure people get listings from their buyer leads, but no one ever said it was the number one thing. I think it just has a different mindset toward the buyer leads than everyone else, Chris. So, Kimo, let me ask you a couple of questions just to like get into the trenches for a minute. Um, out of those 160 some odd deals, so roughly uh, 80 to 90 of them are listings. Yeah, I mean, that's what we're going to do then, this year. So, obviously, there's some unknown yeah. for the next few months. And, and then out of those 80 to 90, how many of them would you guess came from PPC, like, just roughly? Um, I would say at least a third. <clears throat> so, say, call it 30. 30 listings came from PPC. And and how many? Um, how much are you spending on PPC per month? And how many leads is that getting you? Um, PPC is spending... Currently about thirty five hundred bucks a month, maybe four grand. Wow, pretty reasonable. Not much. And, no, and we're getting five hundred to seven hundred, somewhere around there, depending. Whoa, on the month. Kimo, wow. how long have you had your website for with regard to the authority on the pages? It's one it, of the biggest things in pay per click. It's sync. Is the quality of the website? Yeah, I mean, it, so these these ones are basically sync. I've been building out my Sierra site. Um, really over the last, since about COVID started, um, you know, so it doesn't have the authority yet, but sync does a good job, um, in getting pay-per-click, you know, leads to us. How long have you had your, how long have you had your sync site? And was it, did they take it from someone else and sell it to you because it has really good, um, page rank or quality score? And not that I know of, um, but I've had it for about five years, I think somewhere on there. Still not bad. When I'm getting at everyone with pay-per-click, let me fill everyone in. So, you know, you, you set up a website and you go bid on Google keywords and, um, you know, the cost of those keywords and the cost of what Google charges you when you pay per click for clicking on an ad is like, you know, how authoritative the website is, how relevant the website is, how fast it loads. There's all these criteria and um, they give you a scale of one to 10. And if you like scoring like an eight or a nine or a 10 on your page rank, I think they call it, or quality score, um, you generally get a cheaper price. But if you go throw up a brand new website that doesn't have anyone linking to it without any content and you just start doing PPC, your your quality score is less. So that's one of the first things I asked with Chemo is that if he's only spending $3,500 a month and getting five to 700 you know, um, leads, you've only had your website for five years. And that, so that, right? means, that means on those five to 700 leads... Um, you're getting two to three listings per month. <clears throat> and um, I don't know what that conversion rate is, but that's good. And then I'm assuming there's a certain number of those five to 700 are converting to buyers. Like what, what do you, can you tell us roughly what your buy side is that comes from PPC? How many uh, deals a month? Gosh, the buy side. I mean, it's, it's one of our top sources, if not the top as well. I haven't done. So, all right. So I just typed in, go ahead, Kimo. Sorry. So I built, so before I became an agent, I worked for a for-profit uh, university. Um, and so I was used to hitting the phones for eight hours a day. Um, so I did that for five years. And so when I got into real estate, it was kind of a natural transition to just do what I already knew. Right. So I built my business on expired listings for the first couple of years of getting into the business. And so the agents I bring in on my team is, you know, we're all ISAs, right? So that's all that's, we hit the phones and, and, you know, keep hitting the phones. And so, you know, hold so, on, you just said a big nugget. You just said a really big nugget right there. You only hire agents that have former inside sales experience. No, no, no. Uh, what I'm saying is, is that's what we do on our team. So our, 
you know, our agents hit the phones each day, you know, so we're, do you, so what, what has been your, so you like the inside sales industry is huge, right? Like most people don't know that. Like if you go on LinkedIn, there's over 2 million people with the job title inside sales associate, right? And so it's a career in of itself. And you know that better than anybody coming from that world. <clears throat> and so one of the biggest, you know, challenges in the real estate industry from my experience of surveying agents is like over 90% of agents say the one thing they hate more than anything is outbound prospecting. So how do you overcome that with your agents? Or do you just, you know, hire people that inherently know how to do it? <laughs> um, Talk to me about that. Well, so um, not that they inherently know how to do it, but our team is built on that culture. Um, you know, so does it, we're all, does it feel like hurting cats? <laughs> to get them to show up and make calls. Yeah, you have that, but you know, we create competitions, you know, uh, you know, within the team, you know, to be able to they that they have incentive to come in and hit the phones. I mean, you certainly have that situation where there's times you want them to hit the phones more, make more calls, and and all of that. What? Um, there's obviously. Is there anything negatives. you do? Anything you do from a hoorah perspective to get people? excited like think about the movie wolf of wall street right like <laughs> all the crazy all the crazy shenanigans in that movie like if i worked in that type of environment i'd want to go to work the next day and be excited about jumping on the phone <laughs> we're like we're certainly what do you not do? throwing little people or anything gotta be politically correct come on now <laughs> i think uh, we've all seen the trailer on tv <laughs> um <clears throat> So, so, so what are you doing to make it a fun environment so people show up? Yeah, so I mean, so we have a, a bell on each of our desks, you know. So as as soon as someone hits the bell, everybody else in the in the room starts cheering for them. Um, if someone are you like Tony Robbins on stage? No, no, no. So we no, and we have like you know we we use Workplace as our internal chat, which if people don't know, it's similar to Facebook, but it's an internal work um, environment uh, and chat and posting area for. Uh, work environments, but it's made by Facebook. So it looks like Facebook and is user friendly like Facebook. Anyways, so if someone sets an appointment, you know, out in the field or whatever, and they're off somewhere else, they'll post a GIF or whatever, or GIF or whatever, um, uh, of a bell, you know, and so everybody can celebrate them in the group chat. Um, and so, so the team is just built around celebrating those, those wins and supporting each other. I want to, I want to share here too. And I had a conversation with chemo about this. Um, all the leads go directly to his agents. He doesn't have any ISAs. Is that right? Chemo? No, ISAs. what's your lead rotation schedule look like? Are they on phone shifts? No. So what's that look like? Is it so sharks tank style? Yeah. So we have, we have four different ponds. So the, depending on the, uh, where the lead is at in the funnel, um, depends on what pond it goes to. And then your individual, the agent's individual um, uh, track record or how new they are to the team or experience or whatever, um, you know, attitude, you know, determines what what access they have to what ponds. And then it goes in and, so, and it's a free-for-all. So, Chris, before we go down this, I, I want to go back to the paper quick. Chemo. Uh, I went ahead and typed in homes for sale in Santee, California. Guess what you rank on that page? What position? Uh, hopefully the top. Number one. <laughs> Beautiful. Top. You're number one. I'm going to read to the audience. Uh, Chemoquants.com slash Santee slash California. as your phone number. Santee, California homes for sale. See all listings. View listing photos and use our detailed filters to find the perfect place Advanced property search, instant MLS access, find your dream home, browse photos. And then there's little links below it that says homes for sale in Santee, townhomes for sale, homes for sale under 1 million, welcome to San Diego, and condos for sale. So, Kimo, I owe you a couple dollars. How much did I just, how much did you just get charged to click the link? <laughs> oh, you clicked on it? <laughs> I did. How much? <laughs> I, owe you, I think I might owe you a nice lunch, yeah, yeah, depending upon how much of that <laughs> stuff costs. All right. So it took me right to a property search. I'm on your website and I'm seeing homes here. It took me right to a $700,000 home, a $700,000 home, $670,000 home. And I'm scrolling down, I'm scrolling down. It looks like it's strategically taking me to homes right around the median price point. Is that about right in Santee? Sounds like some fixers. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Um, yeah, no, but yeah, no, right. yeah. Mid, no, it's true. Yeah. No, it is a fixer. Yeah. 
Yeah, but it, but it's showing me just kind of it it actually it actually put in these parameters. This is interesting. So minimum three hundred thousand, max three million active in Santee and single family resident. So the, it kind of sent me to a link with pre sorted filters. So I'm gonna click one. Okay, so I clicked one. Oh, chemo, chemo. <laughs> I can't see the photos. It's not letting me see the photos. Chris, what's going on? Chris, explain to the audience what's happening. It's a great question. I don't know. <laughs> well, Why can't you see the photos? Because it's asking me to continue my home search to either log in with Facebook or Google or put my email in. Forced, forced registration, baby. Yep, forced registration. I can't see the pictures. I'll put my email in. And they have a really good TCPA consent, which is smart. So someone posted my Facebook first name on, and my last name in. On my website on Facebook or something, someone said, I can't. Chemo. Go, go ahead. How many agents have you added recently? Because if you do 160 some odd deals divided by 20 some odd people, I mean, that's less than, you know, that's eight transactions per agent. So how many, um, how many agents have you added recently? I'm assuming you've added a bunch recently. Yeah, we've added like five or six in the last month and a half or two months. And this and so year, how many? 13. <coughs> oh, wow. So 13 this year. Yeah. Goals. Eight. So like I would, I would assume like, you know, I don't know. Uh, you had, sounds like you had seven or eight or nine, like lifers, if you will. And they're the ones that probably contributed to most of that productivity this year of 160. Sure. Yeah. Is that about, is that accurate? Yeah. Okay. I mean, like anything you're going to get the, you know, there's the 20% who's doing a, the, most of the business and you know, that kind of thing. Yeah. Huh. That was your Sierra, Sierra interactive site, by the way, behind that chemo. And it's really nice. Have you seen Sierra's uh, websites, Chris? I have. You know, actually, my I'm, well a done. Big, I'm a big advocate of Sierra over Boomtown and Commission Inc. They're more SEO friendly. Um, they can they'll customize the websites for you. They've got a built-in dialer, like great lead back and lead management user interface. Um, <clears throat> there's another C, so and what's cool is it's like a fraction of the price <clears throat> of like Boomtown or Commission Inc. So I'm a big advocate of. Sierra, and then if somebody wants to know a lesser-known CRM that I found, um, they only have about a hundred teams on it across the U.S. is called um, Great Agent, and it's very similar to Sierra, very cost-effective, built-in dialer. It includes like BombBomb, except it's not BombBomb. They develop their own internal like video text, um, which is cool. You don't have to pay for it, and they have like their own AI. Anyways, I feel like a salesperson for CRMs here. Anyways. Um, <coughs> Chemo, I'm man, I'm I'm really shocked uh, regarding your results because like your average sales price. What's your average sales price in San Diego? It's huge, right? Right around six north of six twenty five. No, no, right around six twenty five, okay. something like that. Six twenty five. Okay. And so thirty some odd deals out of PPC, and you're only and then and then so there's and then just if, so five hundred leads times twelve months. That's six thousand leads. So six thousand leads generated you X number of buyer leads, X number of buyer closings, and roughly 30 listing side deals. Mm -hmm. And they all went to the agents. Yeah. Hmm. Fascinating. <laughs> Chemo, I opted on your website. I opted on your website. All right. I was about to get texted. And oh. I just did. Did you put in Donald Duck? Hi, Frank. I did it. I put Frank in. I'm my mom. Dude, I actually want to move back to San Diego. Yeah. <laughs> Why don't you sell me a condo downtown at the Mark? Did you put your so information? That's where I used to live. I lived in there. I did. Yeah. Let's... I'm getting. I'm. I'm getting Texas. It, it says, "Hi, Frank. This is Sean with the Chemo Quants Group. I'm actually just reaching out because I saw you signed up on one of our websites and looking for homes. Are you thinking about moving soon? Yes, I want to buy a condo at the Mark downtown. Are there any? For uh, sale, chemo. Should, should I tell chemo, him? Or, I, um, <laughs> I shouldn't tell him. See what happens. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> We're gonna see what happens, chemo. All right. Well, yeah, I'm texting hey. him right now, live on the show. What's chemo. Up, so, would you? I mean, would would you would you say roughly twenty percent of gross leads are buy sell? Would you know? Like you you've made the calls. Or is it like one out of five people are have the house to sell? Whenever you talk to them. Yeah, I mean, I'd say that's probably I mean, I feel like that's, that's probably like, about right. Yeah, I mean, certainly there's more just buyers. Yeah, absolutely. So, 
okay, so so that like I'm thinking about conversion metrics with the Google AdWords, like like nationally, like with PPC, typically conversion rates are like one percent, like two percent. Like some people say that, but I don't know how accurate it is. Sure. So if you're generating 500 leads a month, 20% of those are potential sellers. That's roughly 100 leads. And so at a 1% to 2% conversion rate, you're getting 1% to 2 um, listing side deals out of those potential 100 opportunities. But you're actually getting 2 to 3 So like, man, you're kind of like blowing past the um Well, which leads industry. to the next obvious question, Chris. Is, what, yeah, what are you saying? What are you saying well, what's Sean, what's Sean going to do? I mean, he's following up with me. How do you take this buyer that doesn't even know who the hell you are that found you off Google AdWords and find out if they have a home to sell? Does this feel like an interrogation yet? You know? <laughs> no, you're fine. I can handle you guys. I mean, it's, it's true. <laughs> yeah, I mean, by the way, Sean says, oh, yeah, I know that building. My buddy bought there last year. Great place. It is. How many beds and what's your budget? I, I, I'm actually serious. I will actually buy a condo here. Yeah. <laughs> Let's rock and roll. <laughs> I'm, a qualified I'm back in production. No, no, seriously, I mean, I'm back in production though right now. Yeah. No. T- so tell us, I mean, what's, what's kind of, how do you train your agents? How do you train your agents to sniff out the sellers and your buyer leads? It's, it's really just us focusing on it and making, like, what's the script? What's the script? It's nothing. Yeah. Talk to me about the script you train them on. Yeah, there's nothing uh, groundbreaking when you talk about it. You know, when you ask, it's... Is it LP Mama or what? Is there some... (laughs) No, it's just asking people, you know, asking people if they have a house to sell. You know, is there something you have to sell in order to make this move happen? You know, it's... it's, The problem is, I think, with most agents, you know, um, is them just not asking the questions. You How know? do you hold the agents accountable to asking those questions? Are you actually listening to the recordings and giving them feedback? No. <laughs> so, so I'm, yeah, I, just I keep my door open like and I do hear um, what my team is saying. Uh, uh, in full disclosure, I definitely could be better um, uh, with the accountability piece of things. Um, our team is, has been growing fast, you know, so uh, with that is obviously growing pains and, you know, there's things we definitely need to improve upon, you know, for sure. What, what are those, tell, tell me about the role and responsibilities of those four W2 people that um, you've got in your organization. So I have um, my assistant slash listing manager. Um, I have my closing manager, which is basically my TC, but she does more than that. She actually talks to clients and everything basically once. Once it deals into escrow, takes it to closing. Um, and then I have two virtual assistants. One virtual assistant kind of manages the database, um, looks at the database, makes You're sure lean. people are being called, you know, that kind of thing. And then I have one virtual assistant, which is, um, she's kind of a, a, a catch-all. Um, she does things like send gifts, you know, to clients, um, uh, updates, um, some of the like lead providers, you know, that want updates and stuff. Um, uh, just kind of a catch all. Who, who's anything I don't Who's the sales manager? Uh, basically. Who's managing them from a sales perspective? Me, me right now. Okay. Yeah. You know, I have a, I have a bold prediction for you because I've been in your shoes before when, when I had limited staff yeah. and then I ramped up my number of agents. Yeah. And what, what happened to me is, you know, I obviously got out of business and I didn't come from the inside sales world like you did. So maybe you'll, you'll probably do a substantially better job than I did. But like, I didn't know what my job was when I got out of the business. Like, what was my day-to-day activities supposed to be? And um, as I scaled up agent count, like things that I recognized became important were lead shifts. Like I tried the Shark Tank style thing and then everybody thought somebody would jump on and nobody did. And then, um, again, as agent count grew, the ability of our agents to ask the right questions, um, that the quality, if you will, of the, um, of the call, if you were scoring the call, um, the quality of the call dropped from a sales perspective. They stopped asking the right questions. Um, you know, they talked themselves out of deals. And, and, but when it was small, like you had at the beginning of this year, like seven or eight people, the degree of um, quality control is very high. And so I'm, you know, 
I, I'm really curious to see how the next 12 months um, transpired for you. But the, you know, the little nugget I would give you, because I, I, I went through exactly what you went through eight, nine years ago. The nugget I'd give with you, I would get, uh, I would give you is you're basically like your job now is uh, being a sales manager and like daily, daily listening to their calls and giving them feedback like ASAP. And, and then it's a function of, you know, you're essentially kind of like an inside sales manager, right? And then, and then understanding how many of those do they convert into appointments? And then, you know, looking at how many of those appointments converted into buyer reps or listing reps. And, um, and then, you know, and then you're the second thing you're going to have to train them on as you scale up agent count, if you don't have this person already, is the outside sales component, which is how do you meet a stranger and convert them into a client? And like that may seem obvious and some people may think like, oh, you give them comps and you show them a house or whatever. And like that's really not the process to convert a stranger into a client. And I'm, I'm so anyways, I'm, I'm really curious to see how the next 12 months transpire. And, and then the advice I'd give you, because I was eight, nine years ago, I was in your exact position. The thing that I figured out is I basically needed to be an inside sales manager, an outside sales manager, and a trainer to help agents become subject matter experts specific to real estate, like how to run comps, you know, evaluating, you know, just how, you know, how to evaluate the value of a property and deal with inspections and mortgage and, you know, get the client to closing. Like that's ultimately like what your job becomes unless you hire a key leader to oversee those, um, those functions. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, and, and with that, uh, some of the things I, I am tweaking, you know, you asked if I had ISAs, um, I am in the process of hiring a couple, um, and I ha I do have an ad out for an ISA manager, which anybody who's listening, uh, I'm looking for someone They could be anywhere in the United States, um, you know, so it could be a virtual thing. Um, so if anybody's listening, let me know. Um, and so we're going to create basically a, a calling team um, within the team. And I'm going to do some testing as far as um, doing some warm handoffs uh, that way and, and have a little bit more control of uh, some of the leads and what's going on, making sure the messaging is the same each time. And, and those questions are being asked, like you're talking about. So that's actually in the process. I think as we speak. Man, I think that's super smart. Like, I think, you know, people that run teams, they expect their agents to learn how to handle the phone and pipeline management, how to convert people face to face. And then, you know, also be subject matter experts. And that's a lot to learn. Those are a lot of skills to develop. And when you're trying to, you know, like your value proposition, if you're running a team is, you know, you're basically bankrolling their success. <clears throat> you're giving them opportunities, leads, training, and all these things. <clears throat> so you, you serve a very specific purpose in their career trajectory path. And your goal has to be how fast can I get these agents to start closing deals? And the only way to accelerate how fast they close deals is to take stuff off their plate. So if you can take inside sales off their plate, and they're just focused on how to convert strangers face to face, right? It, they're gonna they're gonna close a lot more deals faster. And then if you have somebody helping them like facilitate showings or transaction coordinators, the more leverage ultimately you can give them, the faster they're gonna close deals, the more deals they're gonna close. Obviously, they've got to be committed hustlers, you know, even slackers. You give them all the all the leverage in the world, then they're not gonna execute and get your return on investment, but. Anyways, I'm going to get off my soapbox for a minute so we can move on to source number two. <laughs> well, hang on here. So basically, let's cover this. Um, your commission zinc, that's sync. Yeah. Shortage in sync. And then Sierra is doing a damn fine job of generating enough leads for you at $3,500 a month off those websites. And uh, don't be bashful. When you go to those websites, you do have a lot of content on their chemo. All your viral videos are on there and your blogs. You... You have really stepped up your game with video. Just let everyone know. Like you have a, a full-time video person, don't you too, that helps you out? Oh yeah. I forgot him. If he listens to this, he's gonna be like, What the heck, man? Let's, let's I add him in there just real quick. Just a video guy. My video guy, I think I'm the only one probably in California with an Emmy winning videographer that works exclusively for my team. Um we won, okay. won an so Emmy. He has a so. We're pumping out videos. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah, we're pumping out uh, a ton yeah. of videos and yeah, he's been following me around and we're doing weekly vlogs and yeah. And, and and how long have you been doing those videos and going them on your website generating the pay-per-click? Oh, a couple of years. 
Yeah, at least. Okay, everyone, did you guys hear that? Hang on. Remember earlier I asked about the page rank and the content? I don't, I, I'm not in your system, Chemo, but I'm sure that is a huge boost uh, to getting uh, ranked well because Google sees the relevancy driving back from the pay-per-click to your website. And if you guys want to see what Chemo is doing for his videos, just go to ChemoQuants, Q-U-A-N-C-E.com. Now, hey, one more, I want to ask one more question. So when you go into the back end of Commissions Inc. or Sierra and you look at leads coming in via Google, is it all 500 to 700 of those are Google AdWords or some of them organic? Uh, some are organic for sure. Um, but obviously, I mean, with, with, we're not to that point where the majority are organic at all, no. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the exact split on what that'd be, but the majority are still, you know, paid. But we're definitely getting organic. I mean, that's, sure. that is in, that is literally an incredible acquisition cost per client. If you're spending 3,500 gross, like unbelievable. I mean, freaking amazing. I mean, mad props to you, man. Like seriously, it's freaking kick ass. I, yeah. I think so we everyone get too many leads sometimes. I don't know if that's, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, you know what I mean? Like take, take. sometimes, you know, you, you get too much and then the agents are not, you know, you're not calling, they're too spread out, you know? And sometimes you think, man, maybe you should dial it back a little bit and, you know, really work what we got. Chris, I wrote something down really quick. You said LP mama to everyone. Everyone's like, what the hell was that? Yeah. Real quick, I mean, explain, so, explain, explain that acronym in, in 30 seconds or less. Yeah, so Corcoran Coaching, a lot of people out there may have heard of them. Great coaching organization. Um, we picked up on this script from them. L, LP Mama stands for location, price, mortgage, do you have an agent, um, motivation, and book the appointment. What's kind of fascinating, I'll share with everybody on here real quick, is we, it's like most of the real estate brokerage world uses that script on the buy side as your, as your framework of questions. And something fascinating that happened to us um, over the over the past two years is we eliminated the question about the mortgage. And what we found is we could close more deals by not asking that damn mortgage question and getting our agents face to face with people. And so my 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 um our new script on the buy side um eliminates that question with the exception of relocation buyers. So if it's a buyer in another country or excuse me, another state. We'll ask them about the mortgage because they're not going to be here for months and we'll hook them up with a mortgage person. But if they're calling on a for sale sign or they live local, we're getting face to face with them. Like our agents will be more effective getting in front of people than just sitting behind their computer, you know, scrolling up and down the CRM trying to figure out who to call. So Kimo, let's move on. Um, I, I want to spend only a limited time on number two because it is a consistent pattern with every single person we interview, Chris, that they all say past clients to your database. And I think you can listen to any of them and hear a lot of the same patterns because I want to get into lead providers and who you like and how you handle them because I think it's a little more interesting and a little more unique. But let's just take 10 minutes here. Kimo, what are you doing to stay in touch with your database and to get referrals and past client business? Uh, you know, a little thing called viral. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you got to lead into that. Why don't you just tell everyone what that is? Yeah. I mean, just explain the concept behind it. You know, it, it took me a little bit to, to sign up. And then I, of course, I signed up and then I wish I did it earlier. Um, basically. Hey, hey, I I think I have the, the best story about what not to do when it comes to how to get signed up for viral. <laughs> I won't go into that right now. I don't want to intercept your story. I'm sorry, but I was just thinking about how. Uh, Frank charged me $5,000 to show me how to do viral. And then I never implemented it. And then two years later, I signed up for viral. <laughs> yeah. No, you, you, you oh, single-handedly zero cost of my own acquisition cost and follow-up for you. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, Man, I, I want to know when I'm going to get a free account, Frank. I've been paying now for like seven years. Come on. Long time. Long time. So a couple of videos go out Sorry, via email a month to your database. Um, and, it, and it made it easy, you know, not only because you guys do it, but it, it was, it's a, a little easier on me as well, just because of the fact that I have a videographer. So we knock out a video yeah. and then he sends it over to you guys. You guys put together um, uh, a blog um, or, you know, a written copy um, regarding what the, what the video is. I proof it, it goes out. We send out a couple of those a week. 
That's 24 touches on just those. Um, and then you have the the calls we do each year, and then we do a uh, a couple of months. But okay. what's that? Couple, Did you a couple of months? A couple of months. Yeah. Hey, chemo for for the the big breakthrough for me was when we actually called the people that were opening and responding to the voice the emails. Was that the breakthrough for you too, or do you guys get juice out of it from not even calling the people and just sending? We could do a better job of calling, but we still get juice. People will reach out to me from the emails. I've hired agents because of the emails we sent out to my database. Just like, hey, you know, a lot of people have jobs or whatever. You thought about getting get into real estate or whatever? Let me know. I've gotten real, you know, recruited from it. Um, also, people just being in front of them, they'll email me questions about real estate. I got so and so who just inherited a property. Can you help us? Of course. Um, so I'm definitely with that. That's an easy 24 touches a year, sending out those emails, plus some snail mail we do, and plus uh, uh, the calling. You know, we're getting 30 to 40 touches a year to. What are you doing on the snail mail side? Uh, quarterly, just doing from uh, viral. They've helped me. Uh, I've, I've never been really big on personal letter mailing. Yeah, just a personal letter to those are to the ones yeah. like past clients. People who know me, trust me. So it's not like a big How many drop. people on your mailing list, your physical mailing list, Kimo? Uh, I, I think it's only a few hundred. Yeah. And Frank, you guys, I um, I don't even think I'd take advantage of this. You guys do that for free, right? Yeah, it's including the program. I mean, so the idea is, is that you got to have a 36 touch. So let's take all your emails. Let's take all the digital points of contact. Let's send them two, two videos a month through email. And let's throw those emails into Facebook and boost the videos to them. Just hit them digitally as much as you can. But there still is going to be a segment of your database that's, that's like the most valuable. For most people, that's like their sphere or their past client list. And the consistent theme, and you hear this on the show, like Dan Beer, who was on recently in your market, you know, you know, mails, physically using the mail to communicate with like your most valuable contacts, the worth paying a stamp for. And there's lots of different mail out there. Um, there's a really cool service. You guys should, <laughs> Dean Jackson, a marketing guru, has this thing called the world's most interesting postcard. Go check it out. The world's most interesting postcard. I've had agents that send that out once a month. And it is the world's most interesting postcard. It really is. It's super interesting. Um, you know, you can send out a newsletter. But I, I for, for what I recommended viral from empirical evidence of what polls is a one-page, number 10 envelope, personal letter. And we just typed it up for you and we can mail it at cost. So just to kind of round out the 36 touch plan. Yeah. So good job, Kimo. And so that, that's one piece of thing. What else? And then also, what else you do? Just staying in front of people. Um, I don't think a lot of people really talk about it. It's just like remarketing. You know, each time we put out a video, you know, we're promoting that video to everyone around our area, to everyone in our database. So it shows up all over the place when they're reading a news article. Um, it shows up, you know, and. and with that, I get so many comments all the time that people will just say, I see you everywhere. And they see me places I'm not. Um, they just say, I see you so much. And so just staying in front of people's mind and having that mind share um, is so important to be able to get uh, the referrals. So that way, when they think of real estate, they think of you. Let me add to that really quick. So just because you're a client, came on what we're doing, you take all of your emails, your Outlook, your Gmail, your CRM, like all your contacts. And you obviously send them email marketing and a small segment of those people. You also send a piece of a letter or a direct mail. But you also take that big, huge, humongo list of all these contacts and you upload to Facebook. It's called a custom audience. Anyone listening to this probably knows what I'm talking about. And uh, it matches you know, the phone number, the email. They have a user account. So when you post a video on your page, whether you adver- click the basically click the boost button, right, whatever... And you can spend five or 10 bucks to just make sure that let's put some money into the fact that anybody that's in your database sees it on their feed. And next thing you know, because Facebook has such huge reach, not only in Facebook, but also like off Facebook, Instagram, and other thing, everything else, um, they start seeing you everywhere, but it's a small audience that sees you everywhere with the right audience. And they think you're spending all this money, but you're not. Right, Kimo? Yes. But there's, there's still money. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> hey, yeah. I yeah. There's still more. That's not what you think. <laughs> hey, I, well, while we're on the subject of your database, I've got to give a plug for something that um, is has been kind of gangbusters to accelerate the size of our database. So, you know, when you hire real estate agents, like you know, you teach them, call your sphere, get aggregate all your emails, and all this stuff, right? 
And like, I don't know about you, Kimo, but like, I can't get everybody to put their damn contacts in the freaking CRM to set up a market snapshot. So I recently downloaded this, um, this tool and it's a, it's a Gmail extension um, called CBX and it integrates with our CRM. So it works on like Sierra, it works on Boomtown, follow up boss. Anyways, so we gave this, um, it's a, it's on the Google Chrome store. It's called CBX. And um, I think it's, they have a free version, by the way. It's free. I think there's a, there's a free version. Um, if you want to be able to uh, use this tool and like add marketing automation and stuff, I think it's like 10 bucks a month. Anyways, um, point is, so imagine your agents are in their email box, right? Um, when, when the um, Google Chrome extension is open and they're going through their email and they've got friends or, you know, people that aren't in the CRM and they click on that email, the box, the Chrome extension pops up and says, Hey, this lead's not in your CRM. Do you want to add them to your, to your CRM? Right. And then it adds their first name, last name, phone number, email address. If you pay the 10 bucks, you can like put them on a drip email campaign. Anyways, that's been pretty gangbuster for us to accelerate how fast our database is um, growing and getting these agents to actually put their people in there because it, it, it's like a pop-up notification on, on your email, right? So anyways, that's just a little plug. Um, it's called CBX on the um, Google Chrome store and it integrates with your CRM. So it'll, you know, it's just like literally it's push of the button, boom, you get the lead in your CRM. And, uh, and then um, you can integrate, I think, sorry, I'm on the old tech tech bandwagon here um <laughs> you can integrate your crm with viral so that it automatically pushes all of your leads into viral and then there's a, a bi-directional integration between viral and your crm so whenever somebody opens up an email it gives you a a, a to-do activity in your crm saying hey they open up an email call them um and so that's a, a bi-directional integration we're using it's the the integration tool is called real sync that's how we integrate viral to our CRM, this bi-directional integration. Um, and then the um, and then the tool I mentioned for Gmail, it's a Google Chrome. It's on the Google Chrome store and it's called CBX. And there's a free version. If you want to be able to add the marketing automation stuff, like add assign drip campaigns and whatnot, um, you know, make phone calls out of the thing. I think it's 10 bucks a month. Um, anyways, those are two really cool tools to help accelerate the growth of your database. Chris, I want to... Yeah, I want to add to that, Chris. So Chris is sharing how to solve a constant business problem that probably goes for forever in business. He's added, he's made it easy with technology. But before this technology existed, I want to tell the audience a little story. This is years ago when I first started Viral. As I flew out to Myrtle Beach, and I'm going to try to tell the story to the best I can to get the specifics right. I flew out to Myrtle Beach, and I met an agent that had a team of 30 agents at the time, I believe, that each at the time were speaking to about 300 people a day. So, you know, they would all come into this call center and they'd get their lists and he'd be standing in the center and there's 30 agents in there, you know, pounding phones, <laughs> making 30 contacts a day. Sound good? Frank so, is talking about a Century 21 legends. <laughs> yeah. So 900 people a day, this office is speaking to, which is like some insane number. Follow me? And I asked him, I'm like, you know, what are you doing to like, get their email addresses on the phone and nothing. And it wasn't because he didn't want the email addresses is that none of them had computers on their prospecting desks because if you put a computer on their prospecting desk, it slowed them down. I mean, they were literally using a ruler, Chris going down, crossing off line by line for their call list because if you put a computer on the desk, it would slow them down. Do you follow me? Um, so what he did is he printed off, um, again, if I tell the story correctly, from what I remember, he printed off like a reams of paper of like when you put something in the database. So when you met, when you talk to somebody, you'd say, oh, yeah, like we want to keep you updated on what's going on with real estate. You know, we had this newsletter here in Myrtle Beach. It's full of all this cool stuff. You know, what's your best email address? And they would just, you know, before their prospecting set for three hours, they would go grab a stack of those sheets of paper and every contact they would have, they'd write down the contact, the neighborhood they were interested in. They would, you know, all the tags for the individual in the database and they'd write down the email. And then at the end of their, at noon or one o'clock, when they're done with their group prospecting, they would take those, 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 uh, I don't know, not really lead sheets, but sheets of paper of opt-ins, right? And give them to his assistant. So there's like a stack of hundreds of these. And then the assistant put them into the database because he didn't want the callers talk using a computer, the agents using a computer. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? 
And I don't remember the number, but I, I believe it comes back to about 300 emails a day from that one shift he was putting into his database. And these are documented homeowners because they were prospecting homeowners. So that one little shift didn't cost any more money, just a little bit of leadership and guidance. Added, what, three times five, 1,500 permission-based opt-in emails a week? Did you guys catch that? That story? Yep. Frank, you know what's fascinating about what you said? The big aha that you said, and God, this is one of those things. Like I heard, I heard him tell me this. That I haven't implemented and I just am like, oh, I want to hit myself because I'm like, why haven't I done this? <clears throat> when I walk into my office, I, I see everybody's screen, my agents, right? And they're scrolling up and down their CRM trying to figure out who to call. I'm just like, pick up the damn phone, call people. You know, they're like overanalyzing the leads. And so the biggest I have there is like, if you can just get your agents off the freaking CRM and just <laughs> give them a list of people to call, you're your going to get... Yeah, take away a computer, you to get better results than like yeah. having them sit in front of the CRM with all these predictive analytics around who to call and like, yeah. who's recently been upset. Just freaking call some people and yeah. shit will happen. So I guess the message there <laughs> is get people in your, your every, you are talking to people all day long, your agents are talking to people all day long and build a culture around capturing information and making it very easy and aligned with human behavior. Right, Chris? That's right. Align it with human behavior so the damn contacts get in the database. And you've done that with technology with an add-in, and that is kind of tell a story that uh, showed the old school way of doing it. So, hey, that's um, hey, fellas, Frank, guys, I'm gonna. I promised my wife I was gonna take her to dinner tonight. Go to dinner, Chris. The marriage, go, go, live and good. Frank, I know you're gonna finish finish us out strong. Yeah, I will. Um, hey, chemo, man, it's been great catching up with you, Frank. I know you're gonna go down lead source number three, mm -hmm. and. Uh, for those of you listening, I'm, look, I'll, I'll, I'm looking forward to the, our next episode. So, uh, right, bye, everybody. See you, Chris. Take it easy. Chemo, last lead source. Thank you for sharing all this, Chemo. Yeah. Appreciate you, man. Absolutely. Uh, referrals. So, tell us. Oh, God, Chris's audio. <laughs> <laughs> everyone, just everyone know Chris is not here. I mean, he buys this amazing audio setup. And, like, every time, like, the game is off or the mic technique isn't right or it's too close to his mouth. I mean, it's just, I'm trying to run a podcast. So, Anyways, hopefully it gets edited up nicely for you guys and is easy for you to listen to. Chemo, last lead source, lead providers. What do you mean by that? Who do you use? How does it work? Talk to me. Yeah, so lead providers are all those, you know, like uh, the op cities, the, you know, the, uh, uh, what can I think right now? The home lights, the referral home exchanges, light, op city, up mess, those kind of things. Yeah. They provide a provide and there's a not much to that, and, just... and you pay a referral. Yeah, you know, um, they probably vet you out. You have to apply, you have to qualify, and then they probably police you pretty hard that you're actually following up with leads inside probably their CRM. Yeah, right. Yeah, mm -hmm. and so we we you know that uh, one of my admins updates that each week, so that way there's no deviation where one agent's doing a good job updating someone else isn't you know so we have one person who updates all the platforms each week you know to so that way we continue to get um so that way we continue to get get everything updated and continue to get leads how many months do you get from referral sources like that gosh uh i know on here I'm, i should have the answer you had that spread I don't you had know spreadsheet exactly. to be updated <laughs> that's all right how many deals? You know, how many deals? I mean, I can probably look. Um, we do a handful. I mean, this year. I'm assuming the conversion rate is probably pretty high. Yeah, yeah. For From sure. lead to a listing, right? Yeah. Um, um, this year, I'd have to say we've probably done ten or something from that source. Ten listings. Ten deals. Yeah. And typically, you know, typically, what's the range of the, of the referral commission they want? Uh, anywhere between twenty-five and thirty-five percent. Mm -hmm. Yeah, depending on the price of the price of the property, what you know, what lead source or what company it is. Okay. Yeah, which anybody would pay all day. Some going... people want to complain about those things, you know, and certainly you don't want to have to pay referral fee on every deal you do, you know. But anybody would take a referral if another agent across the country sends you a referral and wants a twenty five percent referral fee. You can take it all day, yeah. you know. There's a whole other argument yeah. about should we take them for the industry's sake. You know, but, you know, it's uh, some, some extras, you know. 
Well, I have some thoughts on that, by the way. Um, I would say that most agents kind of trying to pull themselves out of production, you know, will probably spend somewhere between 10 to 20% to get the business. Now, in your market, it's a little bit different. You have very high commissions. But, you know, if you have a $30,000 commission in San Diego, you probably would spend three to $6,000 to get it. And that'd be okay. Right, Chemo? Sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So, I would say in most markets, your your acquisition cost of a listing is probably somewhere between 10 to 20%. Other way of looking at that is your ROI is somewhere between 5 to 10x. So, a 10% acquisition cost is a 10x ROI and a, a um, 20% acquisition cost is a five times ROI. Yep. That's another way of looking at it, right? Yep. Another way of looking at it is uh, you're spending 10% of your gross commission income annually on lead generation up to maybe 20. Got it? Yep. Is a healthy range to be in. Or again, this is if you're running more of a business model, not a producer model where it's, you know, you doing all the work and you're prospecting, you're not going to probably have any marketing costs, right? But you don't scale. Right? Yeah. So here's the thing. When someone comes along and says, um, I'll pay a 25% referral fee, Take it yeah, all day long because there's no risk. So if you're willing to spend, you know, 20% to get a deal, well, that's because you have to take the risk. You're putting out money out that might, that might the deal might not go through, right? You might, yep. it might not work, but they're taking the risk and you only have to pay that extra marginal 5%. And the, the counterparty takes all the risk. Yep. The lead party takes all the risk. And I think, if you study risk premiums, that is a very cheap risk premium. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and I think it's a good deal. 35 yeah. is pushing it. But if you, get, if you get 20, maybe even 30, I'd take it. And there's a lot of teams now that are taking more and more of them and specializing in that. Uh, I don't think their whole business is based on that because then you're kind of held hostage to lead provider. You want to diversify out. Right. Yeah. But um, have you ever thought of going to banks and getting the bank licensed? And having their mortgage people send you the lead? I have not. <laughs> I have not. Tell me. Tell me more. It's a trend. <laughs> no, it's a trend. I just, I just, I was just curious. We were just talking about lead referrals. Um, calling up some regional banks and saying, hey, how many people come in here and apply for a mortgage? Cool. You guys want 20% when they buy the house? Yeah. Like a real estate license, send me, the spread, send me the spreadsheets, and I'll work them like anything else. Yeah. They so. probably want to give you more, too. More than just the people that... Uh, yeah. Just apply for a loan. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. And they're also a little more savvy because people that probably have, you know, been ever been in the game once or twice, are like going to the bank for a loan. You know, you know, guys like me that have bank relationships, you know, go to the bank first, not search online. And you probably get a more of a little higher quality of a client, in my opinion. Sure. Uh, price point wise. Yeah. But um enough about that. What 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 else could you say to the audience as we wrap this up here about uh, lead referral sources? I mean, how to get them set up? What would you recommend? Uh, I think some there's a piece them? that, you know, I think goes to the agents who are thinking about whether they should be joining a team or not. You know, these individual agents who, you know, are wanting to sign up on some of these referrals, referral sources, but they don't do a ton of business. You're getting in, you know, to the and applying to be a part of those sources uh, next to some big dogs who were doing a lot of business and have the systems in place, you know? And so if you're thinking of joining a team, that's another reason I think that people don't talk about, Um, you know, because you'll be able to take part in and be a part of something bigger than yourself and be able to make it up on the the volume. If that makes sense. Yeah. So you join a team, you pay the referral fee, but you get the, you're shifting the risk of the team on Legion and you make up in volume. Yeah. And you're, you know, with these lead providers, you know, you're a part of their, their, uh, login, you know, and their team, you know, so they, they'll get a bigger, you know, lion's share, you know, the leads that are coming through there, you know, than you would by yourself as a single agent selling, you know, 10 to 15 deals or whatever a year. Kimo, if somebody has someone moving to San Diego, which there's a lot. Now I, I got in early in 2012 when I moved there to kind of like live the laptop lifestyle, if you will, of building my company in San Diego. But since COVID, it seems like the whole world's descending on San Diego because I want to live there now because I don't have to live yeah. in here because I can work from home. And I'll still live in paradise, right? Sure. If someone has one of those buyers, how do they get a contact with you so you can they can refer your business? Yeah, they can. Uh, so my direct email, if you want to email me directly, is uh, K-I-M-O 
So chemo at the, so the, T-H-E, my last name, Quance, Q-U-A-N-C-E, group.com. Um, uh, my phone number um, is 619-566-1555. That'll reach me directly. If I don't answer, my assistant will answer and take a message and I will get back to you. So, yeah. That's cool, man. Feel free if anybody has any questions or, you know, want to talk shop or anything I can do for you, please don't hesitate to reach out and, um, you know, subscribe to my channel on YouTube. It'd be cool. Uh, uh, Chemo Quants on YouTube. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, go check out his videos. You have an Emmy winning video producer helping you out. Mm-hmm. Chemo, your videos are great. Yeah, thank Good you, job, thank man. You. Yeah, thanks. So <laughs> thanks for coming on here. And I want to say for anyone who comes on here, when you listen to the show, like people all across the country are so thankful for top producers like you coming on here and just giving so freely with all these insights. And it's going to come back to you, man. Hopefully some people here listen and give you a call and maybe send some business your way. And you go listen to some other podcasts and hear some good stuff. But I'll tell you, the culture in real estate is really cool. I mean, everyone to jump in and sharing such good things. And uh, Kimo, I want to thank you for that. And that concludes our show for today. Kimo, thank you so much for being here. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Thank you so much.